When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. That's the sound of the can getting kicked down the road. Wait. Okay, stop can. Stop kicking the can, Congress. I thought you were cracking into the beer early before the show was over there, but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's, uh, this is the problem with doing a live show. I'm hearing back from you. Me too. Really? How weird is that? I know. It's over. It's I don't know over what it can over be. Over again. Hold on. Let me take my headphones off. I've turned my mic off. I've turned my mic on. I've danced all around, and here wow, we are. Oh, that's weird. It's not coming. It must be coming back through the station. Oh, it's at the station. There's something said at the station that's wacky on our on our uh, on our mix minus, which I hate to talk about on the air, but I hope they're not hearing it on the air. Hello again, Don McDonald here, and again, the dilemma is live show becomes podcast later. So, how do we talk about things that are happening literally right now as we're doing the show? Literally right now. I mean, the House of Representatives just held a can kicking vote. To give us forty-five more days of government, yay! So we don't have to. We were going to talk about the shutdown. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, we're in a kind of an odd place, as you said, because if this is you're listening to this later, then it's anticlimactic, assuming the U.S. Senate comes through and approves this temporary stopgap measure as well. Um, but. The lead up to this has been a little awkward, not just politically, but economically, because a lot of people have been like, this is going to be bad, right? This is going to be bad for stocks and bonds, et cetera. The reality is, though, this has happened before. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone. Oh, feel like so much magic. Better. I feel so much better now. Oh, it's, it's like a relief when it's gone. The echo's gone. <laughs> it really I'm just like, oh, I feel so much better. Uh, this has happened before, and my guess is, given the political climate in this country and others, we're not the only one. It's a little wacky right now. But given the political climate in the United States and other countries, I, my guess is this is something that will probably happen again. Yeah. Maybe in 45 days. Who- yeah, probably likely. But and for those of you who are worried about this and what it would mean to stocks and stock markets, for example, um, not as bad as you might think. It's fascinating. Uh, history. If you're using history as a guide, I, we always do. Shutdowns. We love history okay. as a guide. <laughs> 20 shutdowns since 1976. Yes. Stocks rose half of the time during the shutdowns. So that means they fell half of the time, which is, sounds about like what they do regularly, right? Yeah. It, well, yeah, because we're talking about short periods of time. Over longer periods of time, it's like over a year, it's it's a 75, 25-ish. Yeah. Stocks go but up more day than they go day, down. But day-to-day, day, it's about a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. So not a whole lot of change there. Yeah. 
which is why we really need to just this is why we've done we've even done classes on this on turning off the noise of ignoring the noise at least but you can turn it off by paying less attention to it anytime somebody's trying to evoke financial emotions they're usually doing it for some selfish reason whether it's to boost ratings or to sell you something there's usually a nefarious purpose involved so you as a consumer and as an investor and as just a human being who'd like to live a normal life well you need to ignore all of that noise or it will make you crazy and make you do stupid things and we've seen a lot of those. We've seen people selling out of stocks. We've seen people selling out of bonds. We've seen people moving to cash. And that's not what you wanted. That's not investing. That's market timing. That's trading. And that is bad for your financial health. But the show is about you, not about us. Right. So we need so you to call us. People call. If you have questions, <laughs> we got rid of the echo. Now all we have to do is work you into the program. And what you need to do to do that is to call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We've got lines open for you. And if it is a money question, concern, even a comment, we want to hear it. And we want you to call us, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It is so free. It is so easy. And we would so love to spend some time talking with you today because we are here. We're here almost every Saturday. Rarely, rarely are we not here live with you. We think this is the most important thing we can do and for you, too. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, during the break, we figured something out. Our toll-free number, for some reason, is not properly forwarding as it's supposed to in its program. So um, something's happened with the service that provides that for service to us. Grasshopper. Uh, I think it's part of the uh, shutdown. Could be. They shut down our, our line. Yeah. So, so I want to give you a new number. So take this down. This is a new number. This is for today. 206-644-644. 6009 2066446009 and really is that 2066446009 Yeah 2066446009 oh, okay. okay yeah so is that toll free No but who cares 
Really? When was the last time? In today's world. When was the last time you paid for a long distance call? Do you remember? I don't even while. remember. No, me either. Uh, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be a couple of decades, doesn't it? No, I'm thinking. It seems. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our number two zero six six four four six zero zero nine. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is money we're talking about, and you know. A lot of people were worried about the possibility of a government shutdown, as we talked about earlier, which, by the way, looks like it'll go to a Senate vote today in a few hours. Hey, maybe during the show. Ooh, Whoa. We can, like, break news. Live. Breaking news on Talking yeah. Real Money. And then, of course, you're going to be listening to a replay of this as, as, a, as a podcast next week. But here's the thing. What could have happened pales in comparison to what did happen or... Is it possible that since the potential shutdown was in the news, that the market baked it in to those terrible September numbers, Tom? Yeah, they're pretty awful. Uh, Standard Poor's 500 down 5% for the month. And for the uh, soon-to-be, hopefully forgotten third quarter, down 3.8%. NASDAQ? Well, that's off 6%. Um, by the way, none of the uh, Supreme Seven stocks saved you either. You know, Microsoft, Meta, all those. That was none of them worked well either. Nope, none of them worked. Um, the Nasdaq off four point three percent for the quarter. Um, and by the way, so I look. I love these comments from the analysts. The market only a few months ago was worry free, amid the belief that the Fed could engineer a soft landing, and now the market's worry closet is wide open. As investors raise questions about the economic outlook, about fuel prices, about the potential for another rate hike, you got UAW on strike, Ukraine war continues. Shall I continue with the list, or is that enough? Um, no, you can go. You can continue. I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about a little longer look at things? Like a longer a look would be good. Yes. What, yeah, if, what have you got? Let's look back farther. Less take a Take a trip back in time. 100% global stock portfolio, all in stocks since uh, January 1st, up 4.6%. The Standard & Poor's 500, up 13%. Um, and how about a sort of middle-of-the-road 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, up 3.9%. So still positive. And, you know, the we're, bond funds are negative again here for the year, most of them, because of the uh, increasing rates. And the yield, I just looked up at the intermediate term bond fund at dimensional funds up to at, at 2.2. And the BND is the BND. <laughs> Call me at the BND. It's up like four. Uh, no, it's not up. It's uh, the yield is about 4.7%. So you can make some money in bonds again, apparently. That, that is actually a really good yield for uh, for a, a broadly diversified bond fund like that. That that's actually is that better than the yield on my bond ladder? I think it might be. Oh, no, you mean your CD ladder? I mean my CD ladder? No, my CD yeah. ladder is like 5.16 like or something. Yeah. 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 So I did do the CD ladder. And it's so nice to look at my statement and see, you know, like zero movement. Like I look, I go price change from yesterday to today. Zero, 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 zero. Whereas I look at AVGE but, and I see it's down a third of a percent or whatever. From but yesterday. you're getting the, they're going to get the interest on all those things as the months move along here. Right. Right. Yeah. It's no, it's great. It's I I'm I'm really actually I'm really liking the balance of my portfolio. The 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 equity port I mean I have AVGE just let everybody know. You know I have AVGE, I have VT, 
v, a VBR, some CDs. You know, it's just well diversified and simple. Simple and well diversified. You've got CDs, but no DVDs, apparently. You know, actually, we still have some DVDs downstairs, and I keep telling Debbie why she's keeping all the Disney DVDs. And I, it's got. My wife has Elvis records from 50 years I've ago. Got, so actual I've, LPs. So. I've got Disney Plus. If the grandkids want to watch Disney right. stuff, they don't yes, want to watch those old ones anyway. They want to watch all the what new stuff. What do they want to watch? I don't know. Yeah. They love Bluey. Yeah, mine coming over. I don't know Bluey. Oh my God. You don't know Bluey? I know Cub Bluey, but not Bluey. Bluey is, uh, is actually quite funny. And, you know, it's, uh, I keep kind of even like it as an adult because it's written. Tongue in cheek. It's got a little adult humor. Not the good adult news humor. is there's as bad as it's going to be for television here for the next three or four months with new releases coming basically to an end. Uh, that's why you know. That's why I started watching Australian shows. <laughs> yeah, good TV from down under. So anyway, no, they're very um, good. In fact, I've, I, I did I recommend? Did I tell you which ones? No, apparently he told my son, who said he tried to watch him for a couple minutes and just couldn't figure him out. So he said no. Deadlock? Well, Deadlock's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you but, like stuff that's a little But Fisk. Fisk is not. Fisk is very mainstream Australian. F-I-S-K? F-I-S-K. It's on Netflix. It's funny. It's okay. very funny. It's kind of office funny. You know, the office kind of funny. I haven't finished watching Suits. When I'm done with that, I'll move on. So we'll oh see. Gosh, we watched Suits back when it was on USA Network. Like I didn't. I never even ago. heard of it until whatever, three, four months ago. Yeah, there it was. And we've done that. Watching. We've been love, there, done love that. Love the Duchess of Sussex. She's great on there. Yeah, she wasn't that then. I know. Okay. Maybe that I thought maybe got her this thought, role. I don't know. I maybe, maybe that role got would. this one. And another one. I bet you haven't seen this one. Only murders in the no. building. No, no, it's on Hulu, and you don't have Hulu. That I one is great. Hulu. Let me tell you, they've had Sting in it. Uh, they had Mel wow. Brooks in it. Matthew Broderick. Uh, it, it stars Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short, and and that young woman who's like uh, she was a Disney. I can't remember her name now. Taylor Swift? No, she was a Disney person. Gosh, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Ah, oh sure. And of um, oh, the cast—it's—it's uh, it's just unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. Now, is this talking real money or what? Talking? Well, no, I just—you mentioned something about DVDs, and this oh, is where it goes when we do this. That's bad. Yeah, okay. but these are. So, this is a great way to spend a little less money on than you spent on DVDs. And enjoy some some good television. And by the way, one of the money-saving ways to do subscription television is to find a subscription service that has a number of shows you want to watch. Subscribe to that. Cancel all the others. Binge the heck out of that channel. Cancel that. Go to the other one. That way you don't pay monthly for all of them. There, a money-saving tip for TV viewers. Eight five up uh, no, 206 Tom something. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. It was a weird start to the whole show. Just weird. We had the phone number problem. Suddenly the house votes to to destroy our topic. Discombobulating. And then, of course, you get uh, some TV show suggestions. By the way, the weirdest of the weirdest shows... <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to end. ...is... is um, 
Now I've forgotten the name uh -oh. of it. Mrs. Something. Good. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. Anyway, our phone number. Good. We're starting over again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. Tom's over there. We're going to try and help you deal with money this time. Not television, but money. 206-644-6009 is our temporary phone number for today. 206-644-6009. That takes you to the station, which then sends a little note to me so that I know you're there and then Tom and I will speak with you about your money issues. Is that a good is that a better start? That was really good. Okay. Yeah. So when then we're talking about how bad the quarter was. It was not a good quarter for equity investors. That bond happens. investor either. Or bond, bond investors. investors. It okay. Sorry. Let me go back. It wasn't a good quarter <laughs> for investors. Better? No, because if you were in a CD ladder, it was a good quarter. It wasn't a good quarter for stock, bond, or crypto investors. <laughs> what about non-traded REITs? I don't know. I didn't look those up. That's not me. Either. Gold was okay, though. Gold was okay. Okay. Tone, yeah. What do you have? What do you have to share well, with no, us okay. other than those well, other numbers? I, have I don't know what because you have. This is something that I can't comes see. up regularly. For thirty years, we've told you. That one of the things you can can control, you can't control the market, you can't control prices, you can't control the Congress. Okay, we've given up on those things. But one thing you can control is your costs. Now, you've seen these come down dramatically over the last 20 years, the cost of investments. I'm talking about mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, etc. And this is a piece of news that is worthy of discussion, but not worthy of change. State Street's S&P 500 fund, SPLG. SPLG, mm -hmm. SPLG, SP 500. Yeah. They're char charging two one hundredths. Wow, that's low. Zero. Okay, but you know, it's, don't we get to a point where it, well, low no, I, is I, just I, so low you can't? Well, and I, I, but I don't think people should run out and okay, automatically swap one out. With the exception, there's still products because we've talked about them. I think Rydex still has a S and P five hundred fund where they charge you like. Point seven. I mean, there's no reason to pay for an index fund of that. That's that's outrageous. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. So, um, I, what I'm telling you here is, and we find this regularly on the regu on the program. We make suggestions oftentimes, and I find people, well, I just ran out and bought that because you talked about it on the show. I'm not saying that here. I'm simply saying this is something you should pay attention to because it does come up. Right? I mean, if I was just buying the S&P 500 today, then I probably would use this fund because it's just the S&P. It's just an index. That's it. Uh, but I'm not telling you to dump. I, for, I always forget. What is, uh, what's Vanguard's S&P 500 fund? VOO is the ETF. And what uh, do they charge for that? Just oh, golly. Curious. Uh, VOO. Voodoo. Isn't it VOO? Maybe it's not VOO. Yes, it is. Is it VOO? Okay. Yeah. I'm just having VOO. Jeez. Morningstar is being index. really weird. Okay, there it is. Expense ratio here. It should be right here. should be right there on this very slow to load page, Morningstar. I've been saying this for weeks. Oh, oh, it's see, it's like a, a penny more expensive. Oh. Yeah, three, 0.03. 0.03. Yeah, so, I mean, again, I'm not, but I'm just telling you, this is something, yes, to pay attention to. Don't do this in, you still need to own a wide variety of asset classes, still need to be globally diversified, but 
you should be paying attention to these costs. They've come down dramatically, as I said, over the last couple of decades. Now, I mentioned that crypto was also down, and I just wanted to make sure I was right, and I was. <laughs> the price? Of, the oh, price okay. uh, in the quarter. How much was the total stock market down in the quarter? I don't have that number yet. Okay. How, how much was the S&P 500 down in the quarter? For the quarter. For the quarter? For the quarter. The Standard Poor's 500 down 3.8%. Bitcoin for the quarter down 11.7 percent this is which is getting harder because it's gone down so far how, how many times can it keep going down by 10 percent well i mean it's only down to twenty-seven thousand. it was 60 something so wow yeah yeah that's volatile i mean that is truly volatile and that's what we're trying to get you to avoid that's why we talk about buying a diverse portfolio. That's why we talk about these costs. And again, I don't know how much lower they can go. What do you go from two one hundredths of one percent to one one hundredth of one percent to one one thousandth yeah. of one percent? Ah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. Point zero 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 five. Because there, yeah. there is, by the way, in in Morningstar's expense ratios, there is another decimal now. There it's not go. just zero point zero three. It's zero point zero three zero. It just it's painful to me, but it reminds me of my chemistry score in high school, so I don't like to see those numbers. Zero point zero 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 one. No, there's a five in there somewhere. Five. Eight five no. Two oh six six four four six thousand nine. And Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Ah, the world is functioning now. Our phone number is, for a little while, 206-644-6009. As we, that's Tom and me, trying to help you muddle through your money matters. It's 206-644-6009. And Michael, you are up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hey, Michael. Yes. Yeah, I have a question I have is I'm 69, retired. I do have a pension and a Social Security coming in. But downsizing, I have uh, sold a small collection of cars. So I have some cash, and I'm trying to figure out what the best way is to do it to cash to invest it either for more retirement or for long-term care. Okay. Well, you know, that that is uh, our probably our number one question with a bullet. Uh, I have money. What do I do with it? Here's the answer. We don't know yet, but we will know once Tom asks you some important questions. Yeah. So, I mean, part one of this, Michael, is exactly what you just said. They're kind of the long term aspect of this uh, retirement. I mean, so you'd have to decide first on the purpose. Is this truly going to be money saved for end of life health care or eventual retirement or something else? Uh, I think it's going to be near end-of-life health care. Like I'm, I'm 69, and both my parents are having issues, and one is in, uh, uh, in uh, right now their, their cost is about ten to $12,000 a month. And so I'm wondering, it just, I'm concerned about where I might be at that age. I may never need it, but I'm trying to make preparations just in case. Which is a great idea. How much money are we talking about, though? Because that makes a difference. And the other thing we need to know is how much along the way are you willing to lose without panicking and doing something dumb like moving the money? 
That's a good question. I say we're looking at about two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got I've got a good I say I got a good pension, a good retirement, uh, and uh, my social security. But I still have a little part time business I run just to have fun. But it's about the two hundred k from selling some uh, vintage cars I have, and and that's what I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. Right, but but what I'm saying is that the risk tolerance issue, that is a really big one, and most people don't really know it, which is why for years we provided a free risk quiz at TonkingRealMoney.com, which might be worth taking because if you can afford to take, for example, the risks of the stock market over the next 10 or 15 years, you could triple that money. Um, giving you a nest egg, uh, 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 over a half a million dollar pool of money from which to pay for long-term care, which would pay for many years of long-term care. Conversely, I mean, you could do more yeah. balanced type of approach, and this is something you're going to do on your own, I'm assuming. You're not going to hire somebody. And if you are, then you could use a balanced index fund. Vanguard is a very good one. You could uh, – I'm not really favor target date funds not in, in this taxable case. accounts due to what happened to Vanguard recently. But So, I mean, yeah, something like that that gives you, you know, some stocks you're invested in, but a, a sizable amount of fixed income, so you have some balance there. The idea is to try to make, I don't know, 6 7% over time, be willing to accept the volatility of 25% in a year, up or down, that kind of thing. That's yeah, the that's the volatility you should expect, too, is about 25% in a given year based on the past. Okay. I mean, is, does so that sound like I something that might be comfortable to like you? Well, first off, is that yes. if you lost 25% or $50,000 or so in a year, are you going to just leave it there and wait? Well, I, I, I would presume that eventually that it will come back and over the long term, you know, it might, it might, you know, maybe double every 10 years or something. That's like our, that. that's our assumption. And a double every 10 years is, is almost exactly right. A double every 10 years at 7% yep. is a, is a great expectation. If you could do, and what the, the 7% that Tom's referring to is based solely on the past it is not anything like what the future is going to to be because we just don't know but if the future is is similar then your 200,000 becomes over 500,000 at at that kind of a rate on average so as long as you can take that risk but i would still go take the risk quiz at talkingrealmoney.com just to see where your risk tolerance is and then as tom said it's as simple as going to somebody like vanguard and getting the vanguard balanced index uh, which is very low cost and really, really simple. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Today's number, today's number is 206-644-6009. 206-644-6009 to talk about money with us here on Talking Real Money. And you know, I just looked up the Vanguard Balance Index. You know what the expense ratio is on that now for the fund? 0 0.18. 0.08. Wow. Okay. Oh, my gosh, that's cheap. And the reason that we suggested that to Michael is uh, several. Number one is what Don just said. That's very inexpensive. Number two, this is one fund that holds pretty diversified group of stocks and then bonds and kind of a balance. The idea is here to give you part of the market return, not see you try to go straight up and not see you go straight down, kind of in the middle. You don't have to worry about it. They do all the rebalancing for you. It's all taken care of, and you can just put the money in there and hope for a decent return for a period of time. I think that's fair for many people that don't want to mess with this. Yeah, if you want it, that's the thing. It's really, 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 really easy. Now, we would probably play with this a little bit. We would play with this yeah. a lot. We would add some more small sure. cap and a value and international and things like that because this doesn't have any international. But if you just want incredibly simple, this is a decent way to go. We can make it more complicated and potentially add a little bit of return, potentially based on some past research. But right now, this portfolio has 3400 stocks and over 12,000 bonds so yeah. but it's u.s 12,000 12,000 12, bonds. Wow. bonds wow it's a lot of bonds, bonds. okay yeah uh again the phone number 206-644-6009 and jeff you're up next welcome to the show jeff me on my question is deals with etfs mm -hmm. and are you my question is basically uh, is it a good cultural practice to use marketable limit orders? Yeah, you mean market or limit orders? Market well, it's called limit. a marketable limit order, um, where you basically I know what a buy limit order whatever is. it is or sell it at whatever it's trading at at that moment. You don't put stop. That's a market order. In or market oh, well, there's order. a market. Well, yeah. It's a limit order with a buy. Okay, a it's, it's a market limit. Yeah, it's a market with a, a limit on it. Marketable limit order where you, yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, about okay, those yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's an order that executes at or above or at or below, depending on which side of the bid you're on. At, at yes, so you're you you correct. are at. Or the market. Correct. So it's a limit slash market yeah. order. I think we called it something different when I was a broker. I think we called it. I can't remember, but it it, it had a slightly different name, but. Um, Again, with ETFs, if you're using really popular ETFs, the float is so large that you are going to get a very good price with just a plain old market order. I mean, you could do it. Okay. You could certainly do it, but I just don't see the value in doing so. Yeah, and I think we talked to Eric Barcelonis okay. about this once, the ETF guy at Bloomberg, and his basic take was... You know, fill it first thing in the morning and you're getting a fair price is the way he looked at it. And he does this every single day. So I, yeah, this is maybe overthinking a little bit. Yeah. Well, it, it's, 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 it's like hoping you're going to get a few cents more when you buy or pay a few cents less. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me reflip that. You're going to pay a few cents less when you buy and get a few cents more when you sell, hopefully. But if the market's running against you, then it could turn around and bite you. Okay. 
So. I was just trying to, I just converted from mutual funds to ETFs and I was doing some research. And I was trying yeah, to and get when you're looking, that it, that, like that's one of the fund. things about ETFs, because they trade like stocks, people start to think like traders. Yep. Um, uh-huh. be, it, I can remember the guy who really was in charge of Vanguard for a long time. This is one of the reasons that John Bogle was unhappy with the advent of exchange traded funds, because he thought people were going to do exactly what you're doing. And this is converse to everything he said, buy and hold, don't pay attention, all the all these things like this that end up generally costing people, generally. Yeah, just, I mean, think about it for a minute. If you put in an order to buy at uh, a set price or lower and the price goes way up, mm. well, now you're going to be chasing that ETF. And Okay. And and if I'm buying an ETF, I'm buying it for a reason. I'm buying it because it fits into my portfolio at that moment. I needed to get rid of X and buy Y. And I want Y in my portfolio. And I don't care if it's a few cents higher or a few cents lower. And that's literally what we're talking about is pennies in cost All right. Well, that, that sounds like some great advice. I'll take that into consideration. I really appreciate your show. and a long-time thank, listener. Thank, thank you so much. We appreciate call. it. I'm trying to remember what we called them when I was a broker. There was a different name for them. Wasn't a market marketable limit. I don't remember. I'm old. It's a long time ago. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, the number temporarily, 644-6009 with a 206 area code in front of that. And Sherry, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Sherry? Yes. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Um, what can we do for you? Are you ready for my question? We are, um, yes, indeed. So I have a question. Okay. I have a question. Um, my uh, late husband died a few years ago um, at 55, and um, we had always planned to retire at 60, and I kind of want to keep on that track. Um, I am about a year and a half away from 60, and I recently had you know, my financial plan done, which basically I'm being told that I can retire even now. Um, I'm somewhat skeptical and afraid, especially with um, the way the market is right now, um, if I should retire at 60 or 62. Um, I do get a survivor's benefit so I can retire at 60 um, with Social Security and investments. Um, that would be fine. Um, but do you feel like, because um, the plan is based upon the average market, and I think it was like 5% net um average do you feel like it's wise to use that as a guide or should i be using lower than market average in my planning so they're assuming a five percent average annual return in their assumptions yes. I, I, that's what it sounds like okay and did they, did they do a monte yes. carlo type analysis that looks at many different possible outcomes of your portfolio value um, based upon, you mean like how the market does? Or? Well, no, what the, the, you well, sh- there's a program that, that can be run that shows you how what the odds are of your money surviving in various market scenarios. It's a it's a very mm-hmm. complex hypothetical uh, calculation. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't really like the idea of a no. straight line five percent because it's, there's no such thing. As a straight line five, and, but but again, I think a five percent assumption historically has been a reasonable yeah, average sure. return. But here's the question, really, Sherry, it's more of a lifestyle question. I know you're 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 afraid 
of what the market mm -hmm. could do. But if you have a properly constructed portfolio, uh, the odds of you losing, if it's well diversified and you've got stocks and you've got bonds you, you, and you've got somebody rebalancing, the chances of you going to zero are limited. It really turns out to be a lifestyle issue. Do, what are you going right. to do post 60 or post 62? And are you going to just stop making any money doing anything? Most people, it turns out, when they retire that early, go, eh, do something else. So you really need to think of it in that way. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you need more help than we can provide in the program, there is a way to get it and to get it for free. You know, yeah, I mean, we do we do work with people every single day that don't pay us. We sit down Dead with them, beats. we talk to them, we, we, we tell them about their portfolio, we even do some planning. Yeah, some and what do you usually find? Pay. What do you just in ten seconds? What do you most, usually find? Most people don't have a plan, and they kind of have a discombobulated. Uh, you call it whatever portfolio, hodgepodge. That name you came hodgepodge, hodgepodge itis. So yeah. most people, yes. So if you want this meeting, it's really easy. You just go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on the link that says "Meet an Advisor." Done. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?